To me, a business website is an investment, not an expense. And you should always frame it as that from the start. This will guide all your decisions. Because ongoing costs like hosting, maintenance, updates, and so on should be more than covered by the increased revenue you get because you have a website. So if it's not contributing to your profitability, it's a liability. In 2011, I started a web hosting company. So what that basically is, when a web developer is done with building a website, they bring it to us, we put it online, and they pay per month or per year, depending. One thing I realized though was, most of the customers we had on the web hosting company were businesses. And one thing I realized was that approximately 65% of these businesses had issues renewing their hosting after the first year. Then, we would usually call clients who hadn't renewed their subscription. Then there aren't a lot of clients, so we could do that. And the top reason we saw, or the top reason they gave, was that there was no point renewing the website since there was no income coming from the website. This was strange to me, and thinking of it today, I believe it's part of the reason why I started Target ICT seven years later. The first skill I learned was marketing. Whatever I do, I always think of the marketing aspects of it. And this is something we do at Target ICT. So a top consideration for every project we accept would always be, how would this return the investment made on it by the company? One thing I believe is that your website should be an investment that pays for itself, not a money pit. And in this episode, we'll look at why your mindset should shift to this. And also, I'm actionable, I'm always practical. We'll look at how you can turn your business website into a profit generator. So first of all, before we go into that, We'll talk about why your website must pay for its own way. Your website should pay for itself because first of all, we all know websites, scratch that, good websites are in cheap. You spend thousands of dollars or pounds on a standard website and at the end of the day, every expense for a business is money that could have been spent elsewhere. When you open a retail business, you open a store or a shop, you pick a location where you expect a lot of footfall, where you expect people to pass through and perchance visit your establishment. And this should be the same for your business website. To me, a business website is an investment, not an expense. And you should always frame it as that from the start. And this will guide all your decisions because ongoing costs like hosting, maintenance, updates, and so on should be more than covered by the increased revenue you get because you have a website. So if it's not contributing to your profitability, it's a liability. And as a business owner, you should be ruthless about return on investment because we don't look at it. If you spend maybe £2,000 on a basic website, it should return that money as a minimum as well as any other costs that it incurs 
because taxes. That's the reason why I feel your website should pay for itself. So the next thing I'll talk about is how do you make your website pay for itself? Before I talk about that, I would give you some quotes. I'm actually a Toastmaster. I've been a Toastmaster since 2016. That's a long time. <laughs> so most times when I give speeches, you give quotes. I'll give you two. Abraham Lincoln, the former president of America, once said, Give me six hours to chop down a tree, and I'll spend the first four sharpening the axe. Or more simply, Benjamin Franklin once said, By failing to prepare, you are preparing to fail. What those two great men who are on American dollars can remember your nation. What do we both trying to say is that in everything, planning and preparation is key to success. So if you've not built a website for your business yet, then before you pay for anything or before you start anything, start with planning and goal setting. Think about what objectives of the business the site would achieve. Ask yourself, why you're building a website? Should I build one? Am I building it because everyone else has one? Am I building it because a development company emailed me and told me to build one. Why am I building one? The thing is, we build websites at Target ICT, but funny enough, I discourage a lot of business owners from building websites because it's not a great fit. Let's go back to 2017 or 2016 when I had an e-commerce business. While we had a website, I realized because the ads we had then were on Facebook, most people just closed their sales on Facebook. They didn't bother coming to the website. And for a lot of businesses, even though we had some sales closed on the website, for a lot of businesses, you don't need to go that far. You can close your sales outside. Although I always advocate that you should have your own platforms. You shouldn't rely on platforms because part of the reason why that e-commerce business was shut down was because Facebook changed their policy making the business unable to promote it. So that's enough of me. And we've talked about if you've not built a website yet, you should plan. But what if you have one already? Or what if you're planning to build one? What should you include in the plan? So get a pen and paper. Let me tell you 10 ways you can ensure that your website would return the investment you've made in it. The first thing is that you should optimize your website for conversions. Conversions are basically anybody who sees the website and buys something from you of the website, be it a product or a service. When you build your website, make sure you structure it to funnel your visitors, guide your visitors towards high value actions. Make sure they make purchases if they don't make purchases then they can download freebies from the website or sign up to your email list where you can always guide them back to make a purchase how you can optimize for conversions you can do this do this in different ways always use clear call to actions what one thing i've learned in marketing is if you don't tell the browser or the website store what to do it's difficult for them to do it so tell them click here download this sign up here it's simple, but it goes a long way. 
Another thing you can do is make sure your page write-ups, that's the color copy, is focused. Every word you write on your website should be intentional, either positioning you properly or leading to a sale. And another thing is smart navigation. Make sure the navigation of your website is easy and intuitive to use. One other thing I always say is, in marketing, they always say you have three seconds to grab the attention of the average browser. So when a person visits your website, the first thing they should see should convince them that they are in the right place. I see a lot of people have websites and when people log into the website, they just see something that doesn't really relate that much to the business or doesn't lead them to make a purchase or reach out to the business. That's number one. Number two, make sure you promote your high margin products or services. So if you look through the things you sell, look through the services you offer, check for those things that are high margin that give you a lot of profits. And what you do with those products is you create dedicated landing pages. I mentioned funnels before. So basically what a funnel does is you create a dedicated page. So let's say you sell swimming pools. <laughs> yeah, let's say you sell swimming pools. You dedicate a page for swimming pools. That page should sell nothing but those swimming pools. And it should lead people to either buy just next swimming pool from you or give you their email, give you their contact so you can remind them to buy from you when they are ready. So make sure your high margin products have their own landing pages dedicated to them. That's number two. Number three, you should implement upsells and cross-sells. I said no jargon. So upsells are basically someone comes into your website and they are meant to buy a chair or a sofa. When they put that add that sofa to cart, an upsell is telling them, okay, you've bought this sofa. Would you like an interior decor service? Would you like or cross-sales? You've bought this sofa. Would you like curtains to go with it? Would you like a rug to go with it? So those are upsells, selling something higher or something on the same level with what they purchased. So just suggest, make sure your, if it's an e-commerce website, make sure it is programmed to suggest complementary things they can buy, to suggest upgrades, suggest add-ons. So if you go on something like Amazon, you can see that they try to sell you warranties in addition to especially the electronics you buy to increase the order value. That's number three. Number four is ensure you offer limited time discounts for sales. No matter how long we do business, urgency has always been something that drives sales. I'm not saying you should do fake urgency or put or lie on your website, no. Once in a while, you can say, okay, this product or service is discounted for a week, or we're going to have sales for three days, or you can use holidays, you can use the Black Friday, you can use whatever holidays. Type promos to those holidays. What this does is, first of all, every buyer wants a bargain. They get the bargain, that's number one. Number two, they get the message that if they don't buy now, they're going to lose that deal. 
that urgency drives a lot of sales and it's something that you should implement. Number five, I know I talked about privacy some days back, but I also talked about how you can avoid falling in the privacy trap. And that's where you have number five and number six. Number five is you should collect emails from both prospects and buyers. And you should always have your products in front of them regularly. So for prospects, you can always show them the product they looked at. For buyers, you can show them complementary products, or you can also show them product upgrades or upsells, like I mentioned before. So you should have things like pop-ups. That's where you have the box come up and say, give me your email and name, or forms on your websites to capture these people. So you can always market to them later. The next one is retargeting. If you notice, there are times you go on an e-commerce website, you look at a product, then you go to another website and you see that that e-commerce website, that product you looked at is being advertised on this other website you went to, which is not related. That's what they call retargeting. So you can always retarget your visitors on your website. It's actually very simple. You just install what's called a pixel on your website. So that pixel, what it does is anybody who visits the site, it takes note of what page they visited. Did they visit the product page? Did they add it to cart? Or did they get to the checkout page without paying? Or did they buy? It takes all that into cognizance and lets you know so you know what to do. So there are times you add a product to cart and the website emails you that will complete your order and get a discount. That's what retargeting does. That's what this pixel I mentioned does. So implement retargeting on your websites. It's important. Another thing you should do, which I always, always, always advocate, is to test and iterate constantly. So put page elements, test your buttons, Test your calls to action I mentioned first. Test your images. There's software that allows you watch how a customer browses your website. So you can see what parts caught their attention. You can see where they stopped browsing. You can see which of the call to action buttons they clicked. Or you can see what points they left your website. And you can now use that data you get from them interacting with your website to improve on your website. So that's, I've mentioned seven so far. Another thing I would advocate is installing live chat modules on your website. So whatever questions they have at that point to where they are visiting is answered immediately. If you don't have personnel that can serve these clients to for seven, then you can install the chatbots. We have an episode on chatbots and AI. That should be episode 9 of the podcast. So listen to it. See how you can implement the chatbots that can be live on your website 247, answering questions from them and solving their problems, leading them to make purchases from you. Number 9 is another important thing. You buy socially. Before you buy, if you think about it, before you buy, you want to look at reviews. You want to. They show that other people have bought and they had a good experience. So 
on the website implements elements of social proof. Make sure you have reviews. Make sure you have testimonials. Make sure you have case studies and the like. What these things do is that they build trust, they build credibility, and they lead to more sales. And the last thing I would say, there's more than 10 bots. We'll probably have a 10-hour podcast episode if I go through everything you can do. But I, I believe with this 10 I've mentioned, you're on a very, very good path with your business website. So the last thing is that you should measure and monitor your measurements closely. If you have any analytics software installed, make sure you review the reports regularly. Identify high traffic pages. Check your ad campaigns. Check the ones that are giving you the best results and optimize those ones. Optimize those pages, optimize those campaigns and cut out what's not working. Today, we've talked about how websites should be viewed as investments, not expenses and why you should have a mindset shift and start demanding returns on investments in your website. We've talked about planning and goal setting being the first thing you should do before building a website. Remember Benjamin Franklin and Abraham Lincoln. So you should always define objectives that website would achieve for your business. We've also discussed another thing, which is optimizing every aspect of your website for conversions and sales. And in that, I talked about 10 things you can do. Like I said in the first episode, every episode would have something actionable. So I mentioned 10 things you can do to ensure that your website has positive returns on your investments. At the end of the day, the ongoing cost of a website should be more than covered by the revenue it drives because it exists. If that's not the case for you, go through this episode again and reevaluate your business website because typically you should pay for yourself many times over and over. So don't build a website or keep your website as an expense or just because you should. Make sure your website makes money for your business. I believe this episode has helped you. I believe I've also given you actionable steps you can take. You can start taking today to improve your website ROI. But if you'd like to talk more on improving your website ROI, you have tech issues in your business, or you have a website that is just not working for you, then check in the show notes. There is a calendar link down there. Click on it, book a 30 minute call. This is not a discovery call, this is not a sales call. We just talk. Talk about your problems. I can give you likely solutions. You don't need to pay anything, but just talk. Because I want to talk to my listeners, I want to talk to you to know your problems, know your pain points, so I can always save you better with this podcast. So click the link below, book a 30 minute call, and we can discuss. So as we come to the end of this podcast, I hope you've learned why your website should make money for you and how you can make it make money for you. Previously, we've talked about different tips. In episode three, we talked about how to build a strong presence online. Episode 7 also, we talked about leveraging social media and content to drive business growth. And episode 9, like I mentioned before, talked about implementing chatbots and AI 
to ensure your website is answering customer questions 24-7. So go through them episode 3, episode 7, and episode 9. And if you've already gone through them, then see you next week. So till next Thursday, I hope you keep setting your business. Bye for now.